Welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Ken Brannan, and I will be leading our meditation today, which includes prayers, a scripture reading, a long scripture reading, and a reflection on the reading. May you be blessed this Easter season. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. A reading from Exodus, chapter 33, verses 1 through 23. The Lord said to Moses, Go, leave this place, you and the people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt, and go to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, To your descendants I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up among you, or I would consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. When the people heard these harsh words, they mourned, and no one put on ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, You are a stiff-necked people. If for a single moment I should go up among you, I would consume you. So now take off your ornaments, and I will decide what to do to you. Therefore the Israelites stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Horeb onwards. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far from the camp. He called it the tent of meeting, and everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting which was outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people would rise and stand, each of them at the entrance of their tents, and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. When all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise and bow down, all of them, at the entrance of their tents. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, as one speaks to a friend. Then he would return to the camp, but his young assistant, Joshua son of Nun, would not leave the tent. Moses said to the Lord, See, you have said to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways, so that I may know you and find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. He said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence will not go, do not carry us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people, unless you go with us? In this way we shall be distinct, I and your people, from every people on the face of the earth. The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, Show me your glory, I pray. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you the name the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face for no one shall see me and live. And the Lord continued, see, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of the rock and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. 
Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Here ends the reading. Now that was a long reading. I thought about cutting it short, but I realized that we needed to hear the whole thing in order to appreciate what's going on. I want to focus on the relationship between Moses and the Lord. Moses and the Lord are very close. They're friends. They talk freely with one another, even spar with each other. They meet daily in the tent of meeting, and God reveals God's glory to Moses at the end of the passage. It's clear that the Lord will keep faith with Moses to the end. But the Israelites are another matter. Their moaning and groaning is driving God crazy, and they keep disobeying God's commands. God gets fed up and says to the people, You are a stiff-necked people. If for a single moment I should go up among you, I would consume you. The Lord is ready to smite them and focus on the relationship with Moses alone. But Moses, in effect, says, not so fast. There's a play on words in this passage that's easy to miss if you're not paying attention. Basically, God wants to disown the people. God says to Moses, go leave this place, you and the people whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord seems to be saying that the people belong to Moses. God wants nothing more to do with them. But gently, playfully, Moses reminds the Lord that the people belong to the Lord. The Lord is the one who brought them out of Egypt, and it is the Lord who will bring them safely to the promised land. Moses says to the Lord, See, you have said to me, Bring up this people. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And later, Moses links himself to the people two times, saying, I and your people, as if to say to the Lord, you can't have one without the other. The Lord relents and ultimately brings the people to the promised land. This is why I love the stories from Hebrew scripture. The relationship between God and God's people is so earthy, so comprehensible. In the Western world, we tend to hold a view of God based on Greek ideals. God is omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent. God is removed and wholly other. But in Hebrew scripture, the Lord is right down in the thick of things. The Lord reacts as we might react and isn't afraid to change his mind based on the advocacy of his friend, Moses. It's nice to know that the Lord didn't abandon the Israelites just because he was frustrated with them. That's especially nice for us to know in a pandemic. We're not always the best version of ourselves. We snap at our spouse, we yell at our children, we judge ourselves for not maintaining a perfect physique. When that happens, when we think we are somehow outside of the circle of grace, just remember that Moses and Peter and Michael and all the saints are interceding for us, reminding the Lord that we are all God's beloved, that no one can be left behind and that we only reach the promised land together. Amen. Let us now pray as our Savior Christ has taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you.